Many of us have a story that drives what we do. We had a special teacher or a great mentor or maybe even a horrible experience. Whichever it might have been, there's a story that is so deeply rooted in our psyche that it drives what we do and how we do it. Today, my story. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Buskey. The goal of this podcast is to improve the life and leadership of assistant principals. We always like to start with a celebration. So what am I celebrating today? Vacation. I actually got one the uh, third to last week of July. It was a great chance to get in some hiking, get on top of some mountains, and also reconnect with some family. So I am recharged and ready to go. Why am I choosing now to tell my story? Last Friday, episode 43, I talked about the assistant principal ecosystem. Here's a quick recap in case you missed it. I used a hiking analogy to talk about the four different ways that I try to reach assistant principals. So if you're just listening to this podcast, that's kind of like wearing a pair of earbuds as you go out hiking and having your own kind of personalized soundtrack. If you subscribe to Q2, the new microjournal, that's uh, like putting on a pair of shoes. You've got some extra kind of traction there to help you work through some of the tough parts of the path. If you're on my daily email list, then we're starting to build more of a relationship and I'm kind of like your guide up ahead on the trail where I can warn you of dangerous spots and every now and then we can shout out to each other because in a daily email, uh, you're much more likely to send me an email so that I can start to hear your story and learn a little bit about you and we can start to build that relationship. At the fourth level, which is Apex Community, we're actually walking the trail together and we're figuring it out and growing on that leadership journey together. So in realigning the ecosystem, I think you deserve to know why I do what I do. If you've been poking around the website, you might have read my story already, but I promise I'll add a few embellishments here and elaborate on why that story is so important and how it shapes my work. And I hope that by better understanding my story, the things I teach will make more sense and you'll have a clearer idea of where I'm trying to take you. So here it is. It was about four years ago on a very muggy, warm May afternoon in a rural elementary school in South Carolina. I was moving into the school, walking into the school to check up on one of my principal interns. And I stopped by the assistant principal's office, walked in the door. And you know, when you know somebody's in distress and you can just see it written all over their face, that's what I saw. She was sitting at her desk and her hair was out of place. There were papers everywhere. I think her cheeks were even a little bit red. And I said, what's wrong? And she held up this stack of papers, those yellow papers. And you know that yellow is never good news. She said, seven referrals. I have seven referrals on kids. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Each of these is going to take me 45 minutes. My day is shot. I'm done. I won't get into classrooms. I won't see kids. I won't see teachers. I'm done. 
I thought about this for a moment and I asked her, of those seven referrals, how many of them are teacher problems, not kid problems? And she paused and thought and she said five. Five out of the seven referrals that she was going to have to deal with that day were really about teachers not being able to manage their classrooms appropriately, not about kids managing their behaviors appropriately. I left that office knowing that I had to do something. I knew that it didn't have to be this way. And that's the thing that drives me. It doesn't have to be like that. That takes us into the Eisenhower matrix, which I've also been talking a lot about lately. And I want you to know how that fits into the story. So the Eisenhower matrix has kind of two big components, important, important, not important, and urgent, not urgent. So the upper left-hand corner is quadrant one, and that is both urgent and important. And that's the stuff that school leaders absolutely positively have to take care of. If it's a safety issue, it's quadrant one. If the buses aren't going to run tomorrow, if you don't do this, it's quadrant one. Quadrant three is urgent, but not important. And quadrant two is important, but not urgent. Now, here's the rub. Here's what happens is that when we're working up in quadrant one and it's important and it's super urgent, we're like moving fast. And that urgency kind of gets our our adrenaline and these other things going. And the problem is that what we focus on is the urgency more than the importance. So we work through quadrant one, and then what happens is we start working in quadrant three because there are all these other urgent things that in fact aren't important, but they consume our time. And so what happens is we don't ever get to quadrant two. And quadrant two, important but not urgent, quadrant two is where we develop teachers. And so here's what's hap- what was happening with that principle. She couldn't get to quadrant two because she was dealing with all of these discipline problems. Ironically, some of these discipline problems were quadrant three because they weren't really problems with kids. They were the problem with the teacher. So when we're caught in this cycle, I call that being stuck on the treadmill of the urgent. Being stuck on that treadmill doesn't mean you're a bad leader. It doesn't mean you're a bad administrator. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you at all. And someday I'll do a whole podcast on on the psychology of why we get stuck on the treadmill of the urgent. But right now, all you need to know, know is that it's a natural thing. It's just what happens. So the key is really to get off the treadmill of the urgent. In other words, to break the cycle of being in quadrant three and move to being in quadrant two. The ticket off the treadmill is the four principles of strategic leadership. When we apply those four principles, then we can start to move forward. So the first principle is focusing on what's on focusing on purpose 
In other words, what's important. The second principle is focusing on problems, not symptoms. The third principle is focusing on progress instead of big change. And then the fourth principle is focusing on people instead of tasks. When we focus on our purpose, what's important, and we work to take care of problems instead of treating symptoms over and over again, and when we work to make incremental change, which is immediate progress, doing those things allows us then to focus on people, to get to the quadrant three work, which is where we're going to grow our organization and we're going to improve life for teachers and for students. I do what I do so that if by some fortunate circumstance I can walk into your office on a warm spring morning, you won't be holding up seven slips of yellow paper. In fact, you may not even be in your office because you'll be in classrooms in quadrant two, helping people grow. Okay, that's the promise. That's why we're both here. I hope that as we move forward, as we continue this journey together, the things that I'm able to share with you and the guests that I'm able to, to bring in and the knowledge that I can steal from other people is going to help you to be able to spend more time in quadrant two, to be able to grow teachers, to be able to grow your organization, to be able to make life better for everybody and then for you too. At the end of the show, I always ask my guests three questions, so I'll try to take a shot at answering them myself. The first question is always, what are you still trying to get better at? And for me, that's marketing. It just always feels slimy. I know I spent an episode talking about my story, but it really isn't about me. It's about you. And finding a way to share that message is still a challenge. And if listeners, if you could take one thing away from today's podcast, what would it be? It's that it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to be fighting discipline all the time. You don't have to be buried in the urgent stuff all the time. I'm not saying it can all be like Shangri-La or like Camelot. This is a busy job. It's a crazy job. You're being asked to do more than you can do. It's always going to be hectic. But it doesn't always have to be a trap of being in the urgent. You don't always have to be reactive. You can get to quadrant two and you can do that work of the instructional leadership, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast in the first place. The other thing that I'd like you to take away is this. Fall's coming. Depending on where you live, it may already be here. This is the time to ask yourself, how many referrals will you have in your hand in a warm May morning in 2023? And more importantly, what are you doing in the warm fall mornings of 2022 to get the result you want? Most of my fall content, the podcast, the Quadrant 2 Micro Journal, the Apex Community, will be focusing on building an instructional leadership system to support teacher growth with an emphasis on getting your new teachers off to a great start. So I'm excited for the fall, and I hope you'll stick around for the rest of this journey. It's going to be fun. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and rate this podcast. It really does matter. It really helps other people find this podcast. If you'd like more content tailored towards the needs of assistant principals, you can head over to my website at frederickbuskey.com backslash the assistant principal. 
That wraps up today's show. I'm Frederick Buskey, and I hope you'll join me next time for the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers.